Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Today is August 29th, 2021. And on today's show, a few items on the docket. We've got Oklahoma and uh, Tulane being affected by Hurricane Ida. We've also got Texas naming their starting quarterback. And then we'll take a look at the week one spreads, try to find some value from the Big 12 games here on a Sunday. Daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today, it is August 29th, 2021. We are officially at game week, kind of a special uh, edition here on a Sunday, but there's a lot to get to in terms of the news. Three things we're going to talk about today. Number one. Hurricane Ida and its effect on uh, Big 12 games, particularly Oklahoma's against Tulane coming up this week. Also, Texas has announced their starting quarterback. And also, we're going to take a look at the Lions for week number one in college football as week zero uh, just passed us by this past weekend with the games that we had. It's time for week one. And something that's pretty smart to do, I learned this last couple of years, if you're trying to find value on a lot of lines, Looking early in the week is the way to go. So I'll share some of those lines with you all. We'll go game by game, kind of looking at the Big 12 and what is available, what kind of uh, what looks good here early on in the week. But first thing we have to start with is Hurricane Ida. And number one, we've got listeners all over the place, not just in Big 12 country. And I know Louisiana and parts of Texas and also towards the east, they're getting hit and affected. Please stay safe, everybody. I, I say at the end of my, all of my shows, mostly for COVID purposes, but it counts here too. You know, in this, please stay safe wherever you are. Help one another, look after one another, because I'm sure there's situations out there where we're going to need each other uh, during this time because this storm, and we're going to get right into it right now, um, this is the largest storm to make landfall. Here's a picture of the, you know, today from one of the news outlets. I believe it's KXAN in Austin. And this is their showing this morning. Um of Hurricane Ida and updates now from CNN say it is tied for the strongest storm to ever hit Louisiana. Um, and so that's happening now. And it's, it's, you know, obviously Hurricane Katrina hit Louisiana uh, and it was absolutely massive and devastating. We're hoping that this is not the same kind of situation there. Now what we've got, we're working with are statements from athletic departments. This from Tulane, it says, due to the expected loss of power as a result of Hurricane Ida, volleyball and football relocate to Tallahassee and Birmingham, respectively, to maintain their ability to practice in preparation for their games of the week, uh, their games this week. Both teams will return to New Orleans once power is restored. And there are lots of reports right now of power being out all over the place right now in Louisiana. Um, one more statement here. This is from Joe Castiglione the athletic director at Oklahoma. Uh, he says, as the National Weather Service tracks tropical storm and hurricane activity in the Atlantic Gulf regions, and as predictive models are updated, we have received many inquiries from fans planning to follow the Sooners to New Orleans this week when we open the 2021 football season at Tulane University. In the spirit of proactive planning and communications, I have been in regular contact with Tulane Athletics Director Troy Dannon as part uh, uh, over the past month. 
In the past few days, we have stayed in closer contact as we monitor the development of Hurricane Ida, which is currently forecasted to arrive along the Gulf Coast this weekend. First and foremost, our concern with, uh, is with any and all of those in the path of the storm. We are praying for everybody and their safety at this time. The game is slated for Saturday, September 4th. It is still planned. However, both universities are considering contingencies should post-storm conditions warrant. It is too early to speculate, but we will continue to monitor the situation and be prepared, take necessary actions as appropriate. Again, our concern rests with our friends at Tulane, all of those who could be impacted by the hurricane. Please follow OU Athletics for more updates. So, And, and also, I'm in uh, pretty good contact with a couple of people who there work with at SiriusXM uh, who are work with Oklahoma, Gabe Eichert, and uh, also Chris Blank, Dusty Dvorak, all those guys work for Oklahoma and cover the games for them. And we've been talking um, pretty frequently and it sounds like there are a couple options, you know, they, they could go play in Birmingham, but I think the one that's most likely is that this game goes and gets played in Norman, Oklahoma, because obviously Oklahoma has got the capacity to handle this, um, you know, and one thing they do have that we'll see what happens here in this respect. I'm not sure Oklahoma wants to give up a future home game, but Oklahoma does have a game with TCU or TCU, excuse me, Tulane on the books in 2024. That's scheduled to be played in Norman. So they could flip those games um, potentially because the big deal here is that this is the one of the biggest games that TCU is going to have at home. And there's going to be for sure a revenue loss for them not having this game. So, and, you know, I know this kind of seems all very small, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, and it is because it's just a football game, but also we do care about on this show about the health of smaller athletic programs, right? You know, the, the Big 12 as a conference right now is going through a moment where uh, two programs, OU and Texas, are leaving, and the health of these athletic departments and these football programs, the other eight schools, seems like it is in relative doubt right now. So we are, you know, we do have concerns. You think about Tulane, this is a huge opportunity just for their home tickets and also, you know, the away team coming in as well. Now Oklahoma maybe could work something out to where some of the, and I'm sure they will if this game gets played in Norman, Oklahoma will either maybe share some revenue with, with Tulane at the bare minimum, or they could do a, they could have a situation where they um, decide to, to switch the games, flip the games, right? 2024, it would be a trip for Oklahoma to Tulane as opposed to, you know, this year in 2021 making that trip. And also I'm sure Oklahoma will make some gesture towards Tulane, the city of New Orleans, uh, and to show them that they're with them and, you know, not just host the game, you know, beat their butts and then have them leave town in this situation. I, I have a lot of faith in that athletic department. I know people across the Big 12 might be skeptical, but I knew a lot of people in that athletic department, you know, in and around it, uh, talk to them. And that's a school that is, you know, Joe Castiglione, having heard him speak plenty of times, feel pretty confident that it's a well-run athletic department and they are not going to, um, you know, look like a bunch of a-holes in public by mistreating Tulane in any way, shape or form, as especially in this situation, because, um, you know, it is unique and it is a sad one. But once again, the focus like Tulane and like Oklahoma reiterated is the people with the storm. But as it pertains to us here in the Locked on Big 12 podcast, that is something to watch about the location. I think it's trending towards a situation, just knowing the factors as well, uh, where this game is probably going to be played 
definitely not. I, I really don't think it's going to be played in New Orleans unless something drastically changes with the course of the storm. And it's already made landfall in Louisiana. And um, I, I know I don't think they can set up a situation in, in Birmingham. It feels like this is most likely going to be a game that's played in Norman. Because even if they play it in place like Birmingham, how many of uh, Tulane's fans can make it given the circumstances that are happening right now? And that also goes to another piece of this. It's just so difficult because you feel for those kids who definitely um, have families who are going to be impacted by this. You know, you think about the story of Leonard Fournette who you know, lived under an overpass for weeks because of Hurricane Katrina. And there's stories all the time you hear about people de- being displaced. And a lot of these guys, you know, if they're from New Orleans or from Louisiana uh, and from a greater part of the, s- the Southern United States, are going to, you know, they're going to have their families impacted. So you got to think about those kids and it's going to be difficult for them to focus on the game, but hopefully for both players, players on both sides and fans on both sides, it's going to give them some kind of release and some kind of distraction from what we hope is a, you know, a storm that is uh, causes minimal damage to people's lives in their, you know, in in their houses and um, their places they go to congregate and and so on their businesses too. So all those things in mind here, as we think about Oklahoma and Tulane, but it's not looking good for that game being played at the bare minimum in uh, New Orleans. I think it does get played. I, I think the fact that Tulane is not currently in Louisiana anymore, that's huge. Um, so it's important for them. And, you know, hopefully those kids can get back to Louisiana and New Orleans and their dorms and their you know their houses and apartments and their friends and, and family and make sure everybody's okay. Um, but yeah, you really feel for this kind of situation right here. Quick pause in the action on today's show. Let you all know that today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by Sweatblock. The Sweatblock wipes are a must-have in everybody's tote bag. They are doctor-created and doctor-recommended. They work up to seven days per use, and they have a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock wipes don't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters. It's a bestseller on Amazon that has been for the last 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. It's also manufactured in the good old U.S. of A. Where what you want, it's a little secret to confidence as well. Right now, guys, you can find these at CVS or Amazon, or you can go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code Locked On for 20% off today. That's promo code Locked On at sweatblock.com for 20% off today. Also, second thing we have to talk about on this show today, uh, Texas has a quarterback, according to multiple sources. Uh, I don't think we've had a public statement from Steve Sarkeesian yet, but the decision has been made according to Chip Brown over at 24-7 Sports. If you guys don't follow Chip, he does excellent work covering uh, Texas. And the decision has been made. It's going to be Hudson Card. It sounds like under center. I think this one's a little bit surprising. Oh, wrong picture. Uh, I think this one's a, a little bit surprising uh, as, as we kind of look at it. There he is. There is Hudson Card. Um, he is going to be taking the reins of quarterback for Texas this year. And this decision, in my opinion, is once again one that is a little surprising because we saw Casey Thompson light it up in that bowl game in Colorado. I know it was a small sample size. But the fact that he actually came into a game where we, you know, Carl Doral and his team were trying in Colorado because that was like their what their fifth, fourth, uh, fifth or sixth game of the entire season that they got to play, right? So that they were obviously trying. And the fact that Casey Thompson went out there and lit it up the way he did, I thought gave him a leg up in the competition. But 
Steve Sarkeesian is going to go with Hudson Card, and Sarkeesian uh, informed the quarterbacks after a walkthrough practice on Friday night and indicated that both quarterbacks would play in the opener. Now, this is really on the heels of uh, spring game performances that were so-so, and then on August 14th, if, uh, if you guys did not catch it, Steve Sarkeesian made some remarks about his quarterbacks and really just not being thrilled with their performances, with their play, and, and publicly challenging both guys to step up their game, to step up their performances. And, and, and basically said, this has not been a decision, you know, where it's, it's been easy for me. And look, he could have been playing coy. Sure. Maybe he's, maybe he's fooling us and, and both guys lit it up. And uh, this decision was, was uh, a tough one to make because both guys are playing so well, but by all his public statements, they indicate that this was a difficult decision because of a lack of quality, because of a lack of polished play. And this was the last Texas starter to be named on the depth chart, uh, according to Chip Brown. This is the last domino kind of to fall at this point was who is going to be the quarterback. And that does not spell um, good things, I, I think I should say, for Texas. Sure, you know, they could obviously win that ULL game, uh, the game against Louisiana. They've got a talented group around who is ever going to play quarterback. But the fact that they don't know who the quarterback is with a coach like Steve Sarkeesian, who's known for his relationships with quarterbacks, the fact the offense does not have a guy, you know, did not have a guy yet that they could rally around, and the fact that they were starting game prep and didn't fully know who the guy was going to be, although it seemed like from reports the writing was a little bit on the wall. It seemed like we got, you were heading towards the spot where we were about to find out who the guy was. Um, it's, a, it's really late in the game. The only team in the Big 12 – that is yet to name their starting quarterback is Kansas. And that's because Lance Leipold got there in May. So it's, you know, and I know Stark, Stark came over, you know, after the season was over, but, but uh, last year, but he was there pretty early, right? I mean, he was, he was on campus. We knew Stark was the head coach in January after the season was, you know, early January, I guess, uh, before mid January, I think uh, is, is, I forget the day he was announced, but he's known this for a while. And um, the fact that it was such a quarterback battle, it goes back to something I was saying earlier on in camp is that earlier on, and even in the summer, we really should not be evaluating Steve Sarkeesian until he's able to get a guy that is his quarterback in there because he is so well known for his relationship with quarterbacks and the way that he can develop an offense. How can we judge a guy when he's getting handed, you know, stuff that is ostensibly not, not what he desires, right? Not, these are not the circumstances fully that he has chosen. Sure. He inherits the roster and also he made mention of when he came to coach at Texas. He said, I inherited, I, I came here because of these two quarterbacks. And I think he was just trying to gas them up and be positive, as a lot of coaches do. But I'm I'm, you know, I kind of I kind of believe that. So I'm not really judging him and I'm not going to hold him to that statement. Sure, he said it publicly, but I'm not going to hold him to that in any way that says, well, he wants these quarterbacks and these are the guys that he wanted. No, I think it's just he, he took the Texas job and just said that afterwards to boost these guys' confidence. And, um, he, you know, he's tried every single way to challenge them and he's gone with Hudson Card. And for me, and what it sounds like from Chip Brown's reporting is that the ball security is something here that is a major piece of what Steve Sarkeesian is looking for with Hudson Card. And that's interesting for a guy who is uh, technically speaking a redshirt freshman as opposed to Casey Thompson, who is that redshirt junior. But I think when all things were equal and these two guys were battling it out in camp and nobody could really get the edge, the ability to take care of the football is what matters. 
Sure, you could say an offensive mind like Sark might want to go for the guy who can, uh, who's got the highest ceiling, the highest upper bound limit, who can push their offense to the highest place. And maybe Hudson Card's that guy. Maybe he's not. But I don't think that's what Steve Sarkeesian made the decision off of. I think he would say, all right, these are two guys who are semi-similar from what it sounds like, semi-similar. And I think Hudson Card gives us a better chance to protect the football and value our offensive possessions more as we try to establish what we're going to do moving forward. Now, I think the one thing we know that they're going to do is uh, they're going to try to establish B. John Robinson. I think this indecision at quarterback has only solidified the idea that B. John Robinson is going to get a, a strong workload. And so is Roshan Johnson, I believe, in that backfield. But, um, you know, I, I, that's going to be a heavy dose of those two guys. But I'm curious to see what capacity they use Casey Thompson in. They said he was getting some reps in some goal line situations, but Chip Brown saying that it was mostly handoff type deals where he was getting um, those carries. So, or excuse me, those reps with the ones, but it sounds like it's going to be Hudson Carter from Chip Brown's reporting who takes the first snaps at quarterback for Texas. And I'm going to have a little bit more on this in a little while, but this moves us now to the third part of our show. We're going to look at some lines for next week. Quick pause in the action on today's show. Let you all know that today's locked on big 12 podcast is brought to you by sweat block. The sweat block wipes are a must have in everybody's tote bag. They are doctor created and doctor recommended. They work up to seven days per use and they have a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block wipes don't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters. It's a bestseller on Amazon and has been for the last 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. It's also manufactured in the good old U.S. of A. Where what you want, it's a little secret to confidence as well. Right now, guys, you can find these at CVS or Amazon, or you can go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code locked on for 20% off today. That's promo code locked on at sweatblock.com for 20% off today. You can always get some early value on Sundays. And let's look if there are places at all of the Big 12 games where we can do that. And we're going to use our friends at betonline.ag. And so I'm going to take you guys there right now as we go uh, game by game through all of this. So the first game we wanted to look at was Kansas, but they are not playing. Um, So the first two games we've got are Oklahoma minus 26 and a half and Kansas State. So we'll go to Oklahoma first. Oklahoma giving 26 and a half points in this situation. You know, I I feel bad. I, I feel bad for Tulane in this spot, but with all the uncertainty, I would take Oklahoma minus 26 and a half if you can get it right now. Places might nullify your bet. I doubt they would, but that line right now at 26 and a half with that game up in the air being played at Yulman Stadium in New Orleans, I would take Oklahoma and all the other circumstances going around for Tulane to have to relocate that quickly and go play a big game. That, to me, uh, kind of spells trouble for them. Next game we're going to look at is Kansas State and Stanford. And it always picks at Arkansas. That's what it was called, Arkansas. But, yeah, Kansas State right here, minus two and a half against Stanford. Um, This one's interesting because it feels like Arkansas, or excuse me, it feels like Kansas State, rather, has to get off to a good start here in Jerry World. And I think they do with Skylar Thompson back. Two and a half, you know, I would see if this line maybe even comes down lower. 
minus 137 on the money line might be where I go because I think this game is going to be real close with what these two groups have. Maybe take the over because I'm actually not very confident in Kansas State's defense. I think this one could be a, you know, if it goes 30-26, you know, 33-27, it could be a situation like that uh, because of, of where these two teams are just – I don't think that defense for, for Kansas State can be very good. They might have score a lot of points. So uh, I'm kind of looking in that direction right now. But I, I have not made a, a decision on that game, and I don't think that early line is enough to sway me in any direction. So I'm not really sure I see a ton of value there. West Virginia – Minus three against Maryland. And once again, full previews for all these games will be coming up later on in the week. We just wanted to go through them right now here on betonline.ag. Um, all right, so West Virginia here, minus three at Maryland. Huge game for for both of these teams trying to get off on the right foot. This is uh, two teams that we've seen play a whole lot here. Uh, the unders might be popular this week, friends, because – Defenses look like they're going to be behind offenses in the beginning. It's kind of what we're seeing in NFL preseason, but there was a lot of offense this weekend in the week zero games that we saw. So I'm kind of stuck between both of those places. West Virginia is a three point, three point favorite on the road. This is another one of those where as game time approaches, you want to get a better feel for the game. So I'm not, I don't think there's really any early edge here with West Virginia minus three, no Iowa state versus NIU line. Uh, next we will go to Texas and uh, Louisiana. I keep wanting to call them ULL. We've got to give them respect uh, and call them Louisiana. So I think in this game, I would take ULL plus the eight because I think that's a prepared group that's ready to go. Um, we'll see if the, how the hurricane affects any of their preparations for this game. But I think the boys from Lafayette are going to come up and give Texas some serious problems. This quarterback situation does not give me a ton of confidence. I know it was um, I know it was 2020 in the COVID season and Louisiana went in and gave Iowa State fits and ended up beating them. But I think the situation, again, where this is a lot closer of a game than Texas wants it to be because, um, you know, just the, the, once again, the quarterback thing. And I think they'll be kind of relying on B. John Robinson, Roshan Johnson in their defense early on. So I think this game is close. I think Texas does win, but I'm going with ULL at this point. I think eight is good value. And if you can put this possibly in a teaser, I might do that too. If you can find a teaser and maybe you do um, Kansas State and Texas, or excuse me, Kansas State and ULL, uh, or you do ULL and West Virginia, and you can get a four or six point teaser, I might go in that direction. Actually, we can take a look right here to see what a uh, ULL, you can't do it on, on this thing, but uh, um, yeah, I would take a look potentially at a ULL, uh, ULL slash West Virginia or Kansas State teaser to see what kind of value that can give you. All right, Texas Tech at Houston, another team that I definitely think could be in a teaser-type situation. Uh, Texas Tech giving one and a half points at Houston. Not really high on this Houston roster, and I think Texas Tech with a whole lot to prove and a better quarterback is going to sling it around this game. Expecting some points. The over is 64. I would take that if you're looking to have some fun here, but I like Texas Tech in this game and maybe another candidate to be teased Baylor minus 13 and a half uh, against Texas state. So this one's one of those where Gary Bohannon is going to leave that offense in there. And I've got so many questions with the offensive line that I'm going to stay away, especially Baylor on the road, giving another team almost two touchdowns. I'm not really sure what I'm not feeling as good in this game as I do about Oklahoma, about Texas tech, 
or about ULL. So I, I feel like Baylor is one of those we're giving, you know, 14 or giving nearly 14 on the road is not a situation. Let's see if this line has any movement before the end of the week. But Oklahoma minus 26 and a half. It's actually the one that I'm feeling best about right now at this point in time. All right, that will do it for today's show. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. There I am. I am back. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I am at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can find the show at LO Big 12. We're going to have tons of content coming uh, your way this week, tons of game previews, uh, some more top 10, top five lists coming your way, game picks against the spread, picks for other games going on this week one season too. There's so much going on this week. It's exciting to have football back. If you're in or around or know somebody that's going to be in the wake of Hurricane Ida, wish all of you uh, safety and health and wellness. Uh, And as always, my friends, as I end every single show, especially this time around though, please stay safe until next time.